from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 111. Hey, you're just tuning in. It's Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can call us right now, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA program for executives right here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. And we are in studio with the dream team, Michelle and Dion. So give them a call, 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866, because it's Thursday, which means it's open calls, and we want to hear from you. So today's show is all about creative compensation, and more importantly, how you can get it. Of course, you always want to get your salary to get as high as you can for your market value, but there are also many other creative options and unique perks that can put more money in your pocket at the end of the month. So... Today's guest is going to help us explore those and, more importantly, how you can figure out how to get that money in your pocket. We welcome back Raymond Lee, who is the CEO of Career Minds, a virtual career outplacement company launched in 2008 with over 18 years of human resources, outplacement, and career consulting experience. Raymond pioneered the concept of virtual outplacement. Welcome to the studio, Raymond. Hi, Dawn. Thanks for having me back. So I did the math. So this is your 10-year anniversary. It sure is, yeah. Is that well? Surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> you sound surprised. I was thinking you were like ten year anniversary since I've like I've been coming here for no, ten years. No, your company, your baby. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a great journey. That's awesome. So so tell us uh, how how things have changed in virtual outplacement in the last ten years. Well, I have to tell you, um, in the early stages, uh, companies were still very much entrenched with traditional, um, where People that are laid off from their company would go in office to meet face-to-face back in 2008 when the recession hit. And I will tell you, in this day and age, everyone is looking for a job online. And they're using online tools. They're using virtual coaches to get support along the way. And uh, it's been great. I mean, we've been growing 40% year over year. We're super excited about a new retirement coaching product called Evergreen that we launched last year. So that's been exciting, helping boomers figure out what they're going to do in retirement. So it's been great. How can people find that, Raymond? Well, uh, of course, you can go to careerminds.com to find us on our website. And uh, you can, I always encourage people to link in with me. I mean, part of my job is helping individuals find their passion and their dreams. So I welcome anyone to send me a LinkedIn invitation if you feel like you want to connect. Awesome. And if you're listening, you want to talk to Raymond live, you can do that right now at 844 Wharton, 844-942-7866. Of course, it's Thursday, noon Eastern time. We are taking open calls all hour long. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can also tweet at Dr. Don Graham. So let's dive into this idea of creative compensation. So um, we've talked a lot about negotiating. And of course, we talk a lot about salary and everybody wants to get the highest salary that they can. But we don't often talk about all of those creative 
creative ways that can either put more money in your pocket at the end of each month, or maybe they're intangibles that will help you create a better balance or spend more time with your family or launch your career in a way that if you take a step back, you can take two steps forward. So I want to talk about those today, Raymond, and more importantly, how people can get them, whether they're in a job search right now, or maybe they've been with their company for a few years and are now looking to you know, all right, this isn't this isn't enough. I want more. I I see some opportunities where maybe I can work from home. And how can I ask about that? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And if you work for a company that has a creative perk or some kind of unique advantage, um, or you're looking to find out how you can get that in your job, we want to hear from you. Eight four four Wharton eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. So Raymond Career Minds does something interesting that some companies are starting to do now, which is unlimited paid time off, unlimited PTO. So that's that sounds a little risky to me. As a CEO, what encouraged you to do that? Well, first of all, our, our employees work primarily virtually. So 100% of our workforce, they're working from home, regardless of if they're working in sales or operations. And uh, starting the business, trust is a huge factor because you know that uh, employees who are working from home, they could easily get distracted it's all about the results. So if someone's doing the job and achieving their results when they get their work done is really the philosophy around, you know, working virtually and having unlimited PTO. And uh, it's a great benefit for us because employees who have kids who, you know, want that flexibility, it, you know, that improves engagement and retention because people are all in. And so it's a benefit. In fact, I was just making some notes about, you know, what are the perks that we have in our company uh, you know, salary and benefits are obviously necessary evils, but it's really identifying what what's going to motivate that person to come work for your company and how do you attract them. So is that something that you promote heavily when you're hiring that, hey, this is one of our cool perks, um, unlimited PTO? And do people do people have concerns about it? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm thinking about this when we were talking earlier in the week and I was thinking that would actually stress me out as a person who likes to be structured. Because I, I would think, how much should I take? Am I taking too much? Do people take too much? Do people take advantage of it? Well, so we definitely have the manager has to approve it. Um, and so if you're, you know, you're not doing your job or you're not caught up, caught up on your job, if you want to take, you know, a, a week or a week and a half and go travel Europe or something like that, you need to make sure that you're leaving, you know, your job tidy. In fact, I, I mentioned that example because one of our account managers is heading to Europe yesterday for, for a week and a half. And you know, you just trust that your employees are doing the right job. Now, we are a small company, so we can manage that. If you're a large enterprise company, you have to really have systems in place so that employees that have that time off are not abusing it. Mm-hmm. And I imagine you, your company sort of runs on maybe more of like a billable hour model. Like you have a number of clients or a number of things, so you can sort of track that. Yeah, and the make metrics. Sure people, yeah. yeah, the mm-hmm. metrics. So metrics are important. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, hey... Would you like to have unlimited PTO? <laughs> Give us a call, 844-844-942-7866, um, and ask Raymond for a job. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what other creative perks does Career Minds have? Um, well, I will tell you, I, I was thinking about coming here today and uh, was just doing some research. The thing that sometimes I think people overlook is the the job itself. Whenever we're coaching employees to uh, to land their dream job, they are always thinking about the perks, but we always say negotiate the job first, right? You have to negotiate a job that's going to be that's going to make you happy. And if I were to ask our employees about what 
what keeps them engaged and employed. We have very little turnover. I would say that people feel like they have autonomy in their job. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're adding value and they actually love what they're doing. And so, you know, you have to start with what are you going to do day to day? And that's actually one of the number one reasons why people leave a company. They don't leave their boss. They don't leave the leadership. They leave their job because they don't like it or they don't have opportunity for growth. And so I would say a perk is that we, you know, we, people do things that are fun. They like what they're doing and it's contributing to the overall good of the company. It's interesting you say that, Raymond, because a lot of times when people are in a heavy job search, you know, as they kind of get into it after a few months, the job offers start coming in and, you know, it usually comes down to two or three. And, and one is the perfect job, like everything you'd want to do day to day or the perfect culture. You like your coworkers. The boss is awesome. And then there's the second one, which is okay and has a lot of what you want, but the pay is so much more. And people ask me, what should I go for? The cool job and, and, you know, one that seems really interesting or should I go for the one that pays more? So this is this is tough and people struggle with this. Well, I would say that you have to think about what are your goals and where are you in the journey in your life? Are you a recent college grad that has a ton of student loan debt and you're looking for opportunities? Maybe tuition reimbursement's important or are you mid-career where you're just starting a family and the flexibility is important or your late career and you're just trying to reinvent yourself and how does the company address those kind of things? So I think you have to start with what are your goals and if money is your goal and, you know, and, and the work is not, then you have to – that should drive your decision, not just – it's not all about the pay. Because most people that leave a company, it's not because they're not getting paid enough. It's just they get tired of what they're doing. And so I would personally coach the person to take the job that they're going to love mm-hmm. would be my – my so God. If you're listening, you're um, if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Raymond Lee, the CEO of Career Minds, and we're talking all about creative compensation and how to make decisions about about what's important to you and, and how to get more money in your pocket. Or maybe it's the intangibles that are more important to you, depending on the stage you're at in your life. Have you ever had to make a decision between a really cool job and one that paid better? We want to hear from you, 844 Wharton, 844 Four two seven eight six six. What did you choose? Was it the right decision? Let us know at eight four four Wharton, eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. So another thing you talked about different stages of life. So right now we're in this period of a lot of uh, college students are graduating, and another question that that they ask aside from the money or the cool job is that is a brand name company important early in my career? So so should I take a job that at a better, well-known company, even if it's not exactly what I want to do, so that will propel me later? Or should I take the the cooler job at maybe a company that's not as well-known? I think it depends. Um, I think if you're looking at larger companies that, that have a strong brand, you may be limited in the type of work that you do. It may be very compartmentalized versus going to a startup or a smaller company that isn't as well-known you may have the opportunity to do a lot of creative things, which will give you great experience. So it really depends on what what you want to do. I will tell you, I was um, I was looking at uh, perks by big companies, and it's mm-hmm. interesting. Google offers uh, lunch, free lunch, free dinner. They have chefs on site. They do your laundry, 
And, you know, those are great benefits, but they do that because they want you there all day long. And so you have to sort of think about what are the reasons why these companies are providing these benefits? It's interesting. It's so true. And actually on the topic of Google, because I collected a lot of interesting benefits. So this is an interesting one only Google could offer. They offer the most generous death benefits. So your spouse gets 10 years of 50% of your pay. Which is so interesting to wow. me because we're going to work you to death, but your spouse is going to live like they will reap the benefits. <laughs> they will reap the benefits. So There's I, something wrong with that. I, know, I don't know if that. Um, I know Microsoft used to uh, offer. Um, I don't know if they still do free divorce lawyers. Now you have to ask yourself a question: like, what's that about? That that this is a, a good perk? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if the motto there is "Go marry somebody who works at Google." I don't know what that's about, but but you're right. Um, I I worked as a consultant for a company who um, offered Thanksgiving dinner every year, and you could bring in your family. And I thought, well, okay, but it's Thanksgiving. Why are you having it at work, and why are you bringing your family to work? And because that was the culture, is that you don't go home. So it is it is something you need to think about. I worked, yeah, I worked for a company that give you a free turkey, and that which I thought was interesting because if. Half the population doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving or they don't eat meat. Like, what do you do then? Yeah, they should They should offer alternatives hmm. to that. I don't know what they would be. Tofu? I don't know. 844 844 We're going to go to Isaac in Oregon. Isaac, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today? Hey, oh, Isaac. Hi. Uh, first of all, uh, interesting topic. And as an HR professional that works at a university, um, recently graduated uh, from college, uh, walking them through benefits and pay, and we can't pay as much as private industry for certain uh, for, for for many jobs, but our total compensation package is far in excess of what they would find at any private company, and I try to talk to uh, employees about um, taking the group life insurance, long-term and short-term disability insurance, um, pension contributions, and other things. And when, you know, you can get people to slow down and you run them through the numbers, their eyes sort of pop out of their head. Um, You know, many of them have not heard the term total compensation before. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to hear your thoughts about that. Yeah, I think that's a a great point, Isaac, because a lot of people get very focused on the number. What's the salary? Even in the phone screen, I mean, the company's asking you, what what salary do you want? So it's a very core part of the negotiating. But um, I know here at uh, the University of Pennsylvania, every year we get a a letter that shows total compensation. And you kind of look at it and you're like, wow, I've forgotten how much this university is contributing to all of these things behind the scenes that are very important and how much that adds up. So I, I, I love that we're talking about this today. So Raymond, um, how would you encourage people who tend to focus mostly on salary to kind of take a step back and look at the bigger picture? Well, I was going to comment that financial finance generally budgeted budgets 40% of compensation. So whatever your salary is, 40% of that is going toward just benefits overall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you have to think about your family and think about yourself and, and how you're caring for yourself. I do feel like, though, that you ha- uh, companies have to think about what's going to attract their employees. Because if you're speaking to a young co- college grad who's interested in getting in higher ed, 
about 401k planning and they're sitting on 100000 in student loan debt, the idea of planning for retirement, I just don't know at that stage you're going to make an impact in that person's um, value of that particular benefit or even life insurance. You know, you're 20 years old or so. You know, I think that trying to identify, you know, the benefits that speak to that person, where they're going to get it, you know, against uh, there's companies like SoFi and others who uh, are selling to organizations to match student loan payments that college kids are, you know, that they're paying and to speed up the payoff of that debt. And those are real benefits that, you know, people can relate to things like long term disability. You just. I think it depends on who your audience is. Yeah, I think that is so important, Raymond. I want to kind of stick on that because as we were talking kind of jokingly about the turkey, um, sometimes these benefits don't apply to everybody. I mean, uh, again, a lot of universities offer free tuition if you have kids of college age. And if you don't, you know, they're they're using that as a big sell. And wow, you could be making an extra whatever it is, twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 a year towards tuition. But if that doesn't apply to you, then you're saying, well, why can't you put it in my salary? Most of these companies don't do that. It's either take it or leave it. Right. And so the other thing I was thinking for that that re- recent college grad who has all that student loan debt, maybe they just have a bachelor's degree and they're going to apply to a higher ed or a company that values tuition reimbursement. There's something that I think is meaningful for someone who's young coming out of college that a college graduate degree is going to be so much more important later as they're looking in to leadership roles and other opportunities. And so, again, really highlighting benefits that you think are going to relate to that person, whether it's, you know, helping them with student loan debt or even furthering their education, that's going to provide opportunities for growth because the lack of those opportunities is what's going to drive that person to leave the company in three to five years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and I think some of these perks, like the free turkey, and um, so there's a company in New York that they offers free manicures on Fridays. Again, that's you know, take it or leave it if you're, you're making a face. like I'm making a face because <laughs> I, what, like, I wouldn't go take advantage of those benefits. Right. And, but I also think... Maybe a pedicure, but definitely oh, a not a man- yeah, manicure. Yeah, you, you strike no. me as a pedicure kind of guy. Um, but it does it does kind of alienate people in some respects because you're like, okay, that, that maybe doesn't apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. Or, it like you said, it attracts a certain type of employee. So it has to match. But to your point about student loans, so PwC offers its employees $1,200 a year towards student loan debt. Um, Starbucks offers a college achievement plan that allows all eligible U.S. employees who work at least 20 hours to earn their bachelor's degree. I mean, these are these are important things. And it's, again, attracting people who want these things. If you already have a bachelor's degree, that's maybe not going to be as as important to you. You know, the one that I thought was interesting is around wellness. Uh, Twitter does on-site acupuncture. Hmm. So I would imagine to help employees reduce stress, they have uh, yoga classes, they're doing, um, you know, there's a fitness center, they're doing massages twice a week. I thought that was interesting around the stress-reducing benefits because I would imagine, the you know, if you're less stressful, you're going to be more productive, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, or or you're going to be so stressed here that this is going to keep you at base level. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> 
844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. Hey, does your company have an unusual or creative perk or benefit or... Um, do you know of one that you want to share with our listeners? You can call us. We're here with Raymond Lee, the CEO of Career Minds. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM, Channel 111, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we're taking your calls all hour long talking about creative compensation. So here's one I actually would take advantage of. So I, I'm trying to figure out the how, how it relates, but there's a company, um, an IT staffing and consulting firm in California that offers professional cleaners to come to your house every two weeks. So uh, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't take that one? That's fantastic. But would it make you take a job there? Well, I mean, probably not. Because you just make an extra couple hundred dollars more and you can pay someone to do it. I don't I just don't know that that would that would get me there. So why do you think, Raymond, as a CEO, companies offer these types of things? Because that one struck me again as odd because, sure, I would take advantage of it, but it's not going to tip me to make a decision one way or the other. I think I'm stumped on that one. I'm trying to figure out the business case for paying for someone to clean your house. Um Again, it may be that you just don't want the person going home where they have to clean it. Maybe there's a ton of travel required in the company Mm -hmm. and they're always on the road and, you know, they need to make sure that their house is clean for when they come home. Um, (laughs) I just, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Now, here's a good one. Ben and Jerry's workers get to take ice cream home. I think they get to take three pints home every, every night, maybe, um, and they can, you know, so they can share with their family. I mean, that's a good perk for about a month. Well, and Dogfish down in Delaware does something similar with beer. They, I think they give their employees a 12-pack of every Friday or something like that. To take home. Take home, yeah. Can you imagine, like... Dion, what do you think of that? I'm with it. Yeah, with, with, with the, the ice cream or the beer, Dion? Yeah, the ice cream. The beer. The beer. Michelle? <laughs> a huge beer drinker i like the idea if you work for a company you get their product for free i'd be like why do i only get a six pack of <laughs> what if i want to get it anytime on a party or something i should be able to get it mm-hmm. that's how i feel we get a serious xm subscription well see that's good yeah. as, as you should right as you should yeah um so penguin random house allows you to get free books that's cool that is cool so, yeah, so a lot of these companies just offer you what they have, which I think makes a lot of sense. But um, in talking about creative compensation, some of these things at the end of the day are sort of fun and nice to have. And it's really cool table conversation to be like, hey, I get a, a, somebody to come clean my house every other week from my company. But like you were talking about, it needs to be deeper than that. And mm-hmm. I also feel like, and you know, as a CEO who might make a decision to offer some of these things, one of the things I, I think that would help is offering, if you don't take advantage of it, to get the cash buyout. But I've never seen a company do that. I think some do that with vacation. You know, if you're working so many hours during the year and you don't get to use all your vacation, I think good companies will pay you at the end of the year for unused vacation. But I haven't heard of... You know, like if you don't take the twelve pack of beer, do you get the cash? Mm-hmm. Just not sure if, if they would do something like that. <laughs> You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel One Eleven. We're going to go to Brad in Kentucky. Welcome to the show, Brad. What's on your mind today? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Just wanted to share a unique. Uh, it's not really a perk, but, but a benefit uh, that my company offers. And so, um, like uh, you know, 
probably an underreported number of Americans. We struggled with infertility, and many companies don't cover um, infertility expenses. It's just, you know, it's a regular. It's either not covered or it's covered out of network or whatever. And uh, and our company covered 90% of infertility expenses up to 100000 as well as offering um, a $10,000 adoption benefit. And so for my wife and I, who had um, eight infertility procedures, um, over the course of a number of years, it was a tremendous benefit for us and, and saved us a lot of money. And now we have uh, twin boys to, to be thankful for. Wow. Congratulations. That is awesome. Can you share, I love this call. Can, uh, <laughs> can you share the company or you don't want to do that? Well, it's, uh, it's Estellas, Estellas Pharma. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a mid-sized pharmaceutical company out of uh, Northbrook, Illinois. Um, and so I'm a medical science liaison for them and, um, and they offer that benefit and, uh, you know, you get hit up by recruiters all the time, and you know, one of the questions I ask them, because my wife and I are still considering um, uh, another child, do you have that benefit? And, and the answer has been consistently no. Hey, I'm curious. Um, you mentioned pharmaceutical. Are they in that business? I'm not familiar with that company. I'm just curious. Yes. Yes, they are a pharmaceutical company. They're a, a Japanese company, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they do have a, a large presence in North America, oncology products, transplant, infectious disease, urology, and cardiology. So, um, so Brad, you kind of stole my pre-break quiz, um, so I'm going to say it. But, you know, it's so funny because I, I, I woke up this morning and I'm like, I need to find a backup today because I just had a feeling somebody it, – it's not exactly, but I'm going to say it. Um, so – Kicked off by Facebook and then soon followed by a lot of the tech giants. So companies are now paying for egg freezing, which costs about $10,000 a pop. And, you know, this is 80% of women are saying that they delay this because they don't have a partner and they're waiting for the right person um, and others just because they work so much. That was my pre-break quiz question. Um, I would have got that right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Dion would have. I'm yeah. just saying. I know. Dion had that answer. That was that was the one. So, no, I, I literally, 10 minutes before I came here, I'm like, I have to get a backup. I don't know why I feel have this feeling today. But um, it's a very cool thing because um, obviously people are waiting longer. And then if you wait longer because you put your career first and then you're not sure how things are going to go. So um, congratulations to you, Brad. I think that's an awesome thing and something, again, that to your point, Raymond, stage of life and what's important to you. That, that's a huge benefit. Huge. That's huge. awesome. Uh, thank you for giving us a call, Brad, and um, all the best to you. Hey, we're taking your calls all hour at 844-Wharton, 844-942-7866. So my revised pre-break quiz question is what we will go to now. <laughs> quiz. There's a quiz? Okay, here it is. It had to be short. The average person does this 200 times a day. Think you know? 844 Wharton, 844-942-7866. And I'm not sure why Dion is cracking up, but I really can't wait to hear his answer of what the average person does 200 times a day. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM, Channel 111. We'll be right back.
You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School, Series XM, Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can follow me on Twitter. It's easy, at Dr. Don Graham. And we're here with Raymond Lee, the CEO of Career Minds. It is your 10-year anniversary. Congratulations, Raymond. Thank you. Where can people find you? CareerMinds.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn. My Twitter handle is HREntrepreneur, and our company Twitter handle is at CareerMinds. Awesome. And we are talking all about creative compensation today that companies offer that can put more money in your pocket or maybe give you more time with your family. But the importance of looking at total compensation and some of the intangibles, and as we've been talking about in the first segment, a lot of that has to do with your stage of life and what's going to be meaningful to you. Um, so so some of the things that are kind of funny, we've talked about you know your free turkey, your free manicure, your free home cleaning. There's all this stuff going on, a free, free divorce lawyer great death benefits. Um, But it really is important, Raymond, to kind of assess what you need to see if these are going to be of any value. So so when somebody's going for a career negotiation for a new job, what what types of things should you assess about yourself first? Right. Well, so first of all, don't review the benefits as you're accepting the job. A lot of times people get that job offer and the first thing they hone in on is the salary, the start date, you know, those kind of things. And then they get a PDF of all the employee benefits. They either open it, they may not open it. It's just a quick read. And so I think it's really important as you're evaluating that opportunity is to think about, you know, what do you have going on in your life? If you have kids, maybe that flexibility of leaving the office at three o'clock in the afternoon so you can see your kids' games or get them off the bus or, you know, that kind of thing. Those things are really important. And um, more and more companies are providing those kind of benefits to give people that kind of flexibility. So I think it's really important to evaluate your current situation. If you travel a lot and you have a lot of work experience, this idea of just getting two weeks of vacation for the first year is horrible because you may need five years or 10 years to get to three weeks or four weeks. So you know, think about how much traveling you're going to do and try to negotiate vacation as part of your package. And is it true, Raymond, that everything is negotiable? Not everything. I think that uh, so things like your insurance, your 401k, you know, those are um, regulated by those, you know, government regulations like ERISA and other things. So you're not going to have a lot of flexibility in those kind of benefits. But other things like PTO, vacation, bonuses, commission, salary, you know, your work situation, whether you have off on Fridays, Companies have a lot of flexibility to get creative in designing packages that fit the employee's personal life. Mm-hmm. And what what we often don't realize, because we're so excited at the end of our job search to accept the job, is that is that we do have somewhat of the upper hand and the leverage at this point because we've been made the offer, and now the company's eager for us to accept. But I think that's why it's always good to sleep on it because you may think of something, or your spouse or your family may think of something that could be very useful, and it's a lot harder to get once you show up on day one Absolutely. than when you're in the negotiation process. And you've mentioned a couple of these, Raymond, in terms of negotiating extra vacation or the start date, but there's so many more. that you can, I mean, maybe commuting expenses. If you travel a lot, maybe you can arrange for, um, you know, some kind of upgraded, uh, you know, 
lounge service. I mean, you really need to step back and think about it because what's going to to make your life more comfortable and more acceptable is going to um, probably change everything about your satisfaction. I saw one that an organization funds a college scholarship Mm -hmm. for an employee who wins a contest. So if you're you know, you're an employee who is sort of mid-career and you have kids that are in high school, that college is coming up, and you join a company that has a college scholarship fund, that, um, you know, that kid could write a paper or there may be some kind of benefit that funds their college, which it's all about timing. And so that could be a really interesting perk that you could take advantage of. And if the company's not doesn't have some of these creative things we're talking about, I think it's okay for you as the employee to be creative. So for example, I knew I was going to go back to school. And so the company I was joining offered tuition reimbursement, but not until a certain point. And I said, can I get that on day one? And that was really easy for them to do. I mean, it just tick a box. Yep. And and that was an extra $5,000 in my pocket just because I asked that question. And I think that's something else we need to realize. Sometimes these things are really easy for the company and don't really make a lot of financial impact for them. But for us, mm-hmm. that can be a lot more money in our well, pocket. And the other thing is if you're starting a new job in the summertime, and companies are pretty strict at giving increases one time a year, let's say in January, and you feel like you're taking a little bit of a step back in pay, you can negotiate um, a three-month review. And mm-hmm. if you really hit the ground running and after the first quarter you, you're contributing, then you can say, hey, I want you to review. And if I'm meeting and exceeding your expectation, I want a 10% to get to where I should be. And so, again... That's another option. That's a great one, especially if they can't meet your base salary is is to say, you know what? I get it. I'm new. Uh, you know, you don't know who I am yet, but I, I guarantee you in six months I'll be hitting my goals. So so place the bet on me. Give mm-hmm. me a mid-year salary review and you know, very clearly spell out what you need. I had another employee who was, was going to go on her honeymoon uh, for two weeks. And so um, she had negotiated that she would get an extra two weeks off for the first year paid uh, and then she'd go back to the regular cycle, which, again, very easy for us to do, made her so happy and just creative. I love that one because you can actually make up a trip. So if you're starting a new company, you're not probably going to get a lot of time. So when you go in there, just say, hey, I have a week uh, that we're, we got a cruise that we're going on and, you know, it's in three months and this is the week. You'll get a week's vacation. Trust me. That sounds a little devious, Raymond. Well, you have to book the trip. <laughs> You're listening to Career Talk, 844-WARTON, 844-942-7866. We're going to go to Jim in Georgia. Welcome to the show, Jim. Hi. Um, I used I lived in San Francisco for about 30 years and now live in Georgia, and I'm up in my 60s and consults all over the world with big companies like ExxonMobil and high-tech companies. But I just wanted to say... Uh, Silicon Valley is an incredible place to work, aside from the traffic, which has gotten so bad. But but places like Google, you know, the reason they have a doctor on site, they have all that massage on site, they have cleaning, all that stuff, it's to to make it possible for people to not be stressed out by all those things. And and, uh, so I wouldn't be cynical when, you know, when you say, gosh, you know, it makes you wonder whether they want to work you to death. That's really not the motivation. I, uh, the best company I ever worked for, it, it has now been eaten by HP, was Tandem Computers in, in that in late 80s. And, and uh, we had uh, beer bus worldwide every Friday. We had a swimming pool. Uh, we uh, had the 
fourth largest private TV network in the country to keep employees informed. We had a $6 million TV studio. We had people like Isaac Asimov, that science fiction writer, and Tom Peters come and talk to us. Second year I was there, we hit our first billion-dollar year and hired Charlie Daniels, Chuck Berry, and Kenny Loggins. And so you still see some of that, and it just looks different today. And uh, I can just tell you, uh, their heart is in the right place for most of that stuff. Uh, the other thing I'd add is, you know, you, you, you talk about some of these perks that seem kind of strange. Some of the perks just grew up because of some somebody thought it was a good idea, but when they start telling the story of the company, it can make it a very appetizing place. So how many hours did you work, Jim? Like, what was your average work week? Oh, oh I've always been a workaholic, uh, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 hours, but I've been a consultant. It's much worse since. I bet here's what I'd say. You know, I don't know if you know, the uh, in Silicon Valley, uh, like in 2000, Cisco paid time off was 20 days a year, sick and, and vacation. Now, every company essentially there has it gets unlimited uh, time off, vacation or sick leave. And, and the reason it's actually better for the company is they used to have this problem with, you know, accrual of vacation or leave over, over year over mm-hmm. year. You can't get those people to go home and, you know, stay home, I, some, maybe until they get have families. They love what they're doing, and it's not uncommon to go into a software company, uh, the better ones, uh, to play better place to work. And, and people, you know, you have to make them go home because they'll sleep on the floor. They get so excited about what they're doing. So I want to I, I want to comment on this, Jim, because I think this is really important, and I think it goes back to something Raymond said earlier in the show: is that you create creative perks to attract the type of person you want to hire. And, and you know, I'm listening to what you're saying, and, and in some ways I'm taking from it that these companies are trying to attract workaholics because, you I mean, that's what they want. They want you to be that invested. So it seems to me, of course, they have it, the best intentions in mind because they want their employees to be healthy. They want their employees to be happy, as do all CEOs, I would hope. But this is what they want to attract, whereas a company who doesn't offer that may offer more flexible hours. So I think I think that's the balance we're looking at. So so I would disagree with your premise if you're talking about the Silicon Valley companies. They don't try to attract workaholics. It's just the people who are in that line of work are drawn to that kind of work, and they just tend to be that way because they love their work. It's, it's like, you know... They got to work in these companies because they love it. They want to, some gee whiz technology, and they want to learn and grow. But would it follow that if you don't if you don't um, fit that mold, you're not going to last very long in those companies? Not, not necessarily, because they tend if if somebody has the, the knowledge, skills, and abilities, and they're a cultural fit for that company, they tend to make grand allow, allowances for them. You know, do all sorts of workarounds to to have people be in those companies now. I mean, I've worked with companies all over the world. I can assure you that that is not a – those kinds of practices do not exist everywhere. And you can have a, a really a great company like ExxonMobil, but somebody who's plenty smart to go work at Google and anybody at Google could go work at ExxonMobil, say, engineering. But but you you have to have a personality that likes that culture. You know, um, right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think I that's exactly that. what we're saying, Jim, is that is it they know that the people who are going to be attracted to that type of lifestyle are going to be people. So we have a campus out in San Francisco. So we visit the Google campus often and talk to the recruiters there. And, and they're pretty open about this will be your life. Eat, breathe, sleep. And, and you need to know that coming in. And, and I think 
you know, it's not meant to be deceptive. They're not trying to say, sure, you get to play foosball for three hours and then go home at five o'clock. They're not trying to deceive you. They're trying to say, we want you to be as comfortable as possible while you're both loving the work you do. And while you're also here as much as you can be here, and so much so that companies are creating, they're hiring these architecture firms to create what they're they're calling sort of dorm style offices. And the whole point is to encourage people to come in and to spend more time there and to be more comfortable there. So I do think the intentions are good, but I also think that what they're trying to do is attract a certain type of employee who wants that type of lifestyle. So it's a good match. And sure, there's anomalies. There's always that person who's going to go home at five o'clock and they're such a rock star, they can do it. But I think the majority of people who are attracted to a Google versus a nonprofit or a university or these different types of settings are expecting a certain type of lifestyle. But Jim, we love that you call in. We love that you have a strong opinion on this because this is what Career Talk is all about, different opinions. So if you're listening and you want to weigh in on this, we'd love to hear from you. 844-WARTON, 844-942-7866. Raymond, anything you want to add as a CEO? I was thinking, so one thing that we didn't talk about is the employee or the uh, job seeker tour, right? Mm -hmm. So when they're going in and evaluating a company, getting that tour around the environment. So like Google, very open workspace, a lot of collaboration. Bikes. I actually have a picture of me in a sleep pod. I'm going to tweet that later because I was in one of their sleep pods and I don't know how anyone would sleep there because it's weird sleeping in the middle of a... An yeah, office, I but. think that the work environment's really important, and, and to some people, they want to be in in a very much in a collaborative workspace, and really seeing that environment and seeing how other people are interacting. That tour is really important. I would encourage people to you know get a sense of what the work environment and culture is like. Yeah, and I think you, I think that is pretty critical because I mean, there's a lot of studies out there that talk about. The people you work with and, and, you know, I just was reading something, the amount of laughter in your office space kind of really speaks to the culture that's in there. So so looking at that, because you're going to be spending, I think it's rare in the U.S. to spend 40 hours at work anymore. I think people are spending more and more time there and you want to be able to enjoy that time. Obviously, it's still work. So you got to my answer for the pre-break quiz. All right. Well, we should do that. We should do that, actually, because I don't want to forget. my. It's my substitute pre-break quiz, by the way. Um, And it reminds me, I should always have a backup. The average person does this 200 times a day, but I have to go to Dion first because... Because I've got the answer. Because Dion always has the answer. I've got the answer. Let's hear it. Check social, social media. You're close, but no. Wait, wait. How am I close? That's not right? Nope. You're close. Not right. But, like, not, it's not, like, nail on the head. I know, I know. (laughs) So, you're close. (laughs) Wait, I want to hear the X first. That's a very important part of Dion's quizzing. That's, that's like, (laughs) Michelle's got that dark side. She's like, I I live for Dion. (laughs) Hitting the X buzzer. That's very great. important. Um, I'm going to say checking your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's that ding? There it is. Okay. There see, it is. first of all, <laughs> you you see how that was she, close. She already she already had a hint. All right. But true. Second, true. wasn't that an answer like two weeks ago? Look, Dion, <laughs> I do not have a lot of options here. The like, backup quiz. I it was a backup quiz, and I did not say anything about an XY chromosome. So, so thank people, God. So people are walking into trees two two hundred times a day. Oh no, yeah, they're ending up in in the ER. You're right. That that wasn't exactly this question, but um, the answer is the same though. 
Look, I did the best I could. I'm, I I'm live on the air here. You. I don't have a lot of options. <laughs> I don't know if he's taking credit from you or taking credit from my answer. It's one of the two. Michelle, you're right. <laughs> Round of applause. Thank Michelle. you. Nice yeah. job. All right, well, what, Raymond, what were you going to say? I was going to say smile. Aww. I think Aww. you should get a ding for that. <laughs> I think so, too. Dion's mm. refusing. <laughs> All right, Dion. You're in the doghouse with me, my friend. <laughs> Wait until this show's over with. Yeah, that's that's sweet. I, I, I don't think that's true, but that's very sweet, Raymond. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about creative compensation, and um, we've been talking about. So, to Jim's point, he just called a few minutes ago. He he uh, he feels that some of these things that are offered by companies are not meant to keep you there all the time, and you know. And I think I think in some ways it's true. That's not what they're meant for. Um, but I do think that it creates an environment where you can do that, and a lot of the people who are attracted to that workaholics will do that. And at the same time, they'll get massages and foosball and lots of great things. And that's that's not a bad thing if that's where you are at that's your stage you in life. That's what you want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some other ways that you can get creative compensation and, and thinking about people who are ready at work. So you're in your job. You like it. But maybe you've been there a long time and you haven't gotten the market raises because your increase year over year has has not kept up with market pace. And you're thinking, you know, at this stage of my life, there are some things that I would I would like maybe working from home two days a week or maybe half days on Fridays in the summer or something like that. How can you negotiate once you're already an employee and kind of the deal is the deal? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And and as employees become more tenured at companies and they get more experience, life is going to start happening. They're going to have kids. They're going to buy a house, et cetera. And they may need some of that personal time. I would say the, the number one thing you have to first do is have some big accomplishments that you can draw toward. Uh, for example, let's say you just you know finished a great project or you completed a big assignment for your boss. You need to demonstrate that you have the value in order to achieve those perks, right? So, you know, if you're just kind of a, a C player, you're chugging along and you're not really making you know, a great contribution, it's going to be hard to have that conversation where your boss is going to say, yes, we absolutely want to do that because we don't want to lose you, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to lose you to the competition. So we're going to be flexible uh, because you bring so much value. So I would say you you need to have that value and have examples of you don't want to just go into your boss's office and say, okay, it's been eight years. I put in my time. I've done this. I've done that. It's I owe you know the company owes me this. That's that that's you you know you're presenting from a position of weakness, and I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, and you also don't want to make it sound like a threat. If I don't get this, absolutely, <laughs> I'm not because it's it's if your boss is fearful that you're going to leave, it can come across like that. Even if you don't present it like that, and and maybe even just show examples of how you know maybe because you've been there nine to five, four days or five days a week. You have to let them be comfortable that you could work from home and and really show them in a presentation of how you're going to actually get your work done, that it's not something they should be concerned about. And it's about getting them comfortable and maybe trying it out. So, mm-hmm. 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 111. We're here with Raymond Lee. The CEO of Career Minds on his 10-year anniversary with the firm. Well done. 
talking about creative compensation. So one of the strategies that I really like if you're in a company and you're looking to maybe work from home or do something different, maybe you want to work on a project or learn a new function, is to frame it as an experiment. And this is this is kind of a psychology tactic that comes from retail, actually, where you know companies like Nordstrom who offer a very generous return policy do that because they know that this is going to encourage more people to buy because you can change your mind. And they also know that most people won't change their mind and and go through the hassle of bringing it back. So it's a very smart strategy. But I think you can use this in the workplace by saying, hey, you know, I've been here eight years. I've contributed this. I'm, I'm doing my job well. And, you know, I think if I work from home two days a week, I will continue performing at that level while also increasing my satisfaction. Can we experiment for three months and try this out? If if it works, great. If it doesn't, at the end of those three months, we go back to the regular thing that we were doing before, you know, no questions asked. And bosses are much more likely to say yes to something than they can get out of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, we can experiment. That makes sense. Let's try it. Let's see. Versus... I would like to make this my schedule going forward. Mm -hmm. So as a CEO, what do you think of that strategy? The first thing that came to mind is that depending on how many employees you have in your department, I think it, I think some managers, depending on the job and how many people are doing that job, it could like the first thing as a CEO, I think about how many other people are going to want to come to me for that same experiment and Mm -hmm. how do you manage that? And so you have to be prepared in presenting that. You have to think about other people and the equity piece because there may be others who say, wait a second, I want that same experiment. How do you address that? So, okay, let's play this out because I I think whether you're talking about working from home or you're talking about a promotion or raise or working on a project, you're right. People can come to you at that same experiment. Um, I I think something you said that I wish we could do a whole show on because it, it it's so important, but also bugs the heck out of me is when a manager says, well, if we do it for you, we have to do it for everybody, whether it's a raise, whether it's an office space. I mean, what is this peanut butter approach to management that I call laziness, Raymond? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not calling you lazy. Well, I appreciate I, that. I'm just, And I know our mind goes there, but, but how can we overcome this both as leaders to say, oh, if I do it for you, I have to do it for everybody because obviously – you don't. Right. I mean, the world so, is not fair, but also, I guess, as employees who know they're going to face this and have probably faced this or are facing this, how can you come up with an argument to overcome that? I would say it all comes back to performance because when you're doing pay increases to your employees, who are going to get the bigger raises? It's the ones that are performing at the top level. And so these flexible assignments. I feel like are going to go to individuals who can demonstrate that they can get their work done as well as have the flexible work arrangement, whereas others may not be in the same situation. And so if you know you're a rock star and you need that flexibility, you can go in and say, hey, you know, I'm contributing above anyone else. And I think I deserve this. I feel like I deserve this. Mm-hmm. So obviously you have to have facts to back it up. Absolutely. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, not everybody will will want to work from home two days a week. So that may not be appealing. Mm-hmm. Or there might be other things they want that, you know, they can negotiate. But I, I'm, I'm still kind of wanting to know how you get beyond that. If I do it for you, I have to do it for everybody aside from metrics. Like if you have a boss or you have a manager who has that mindset, because that's that's. 
obviously frustrating for an employee to hear, especially one who's high performing, but it's also not the best leadership strategy because you're basically, um, you know, managing to the lowest denominator, right? That's right. And I think about raising kids at the same time, right? I feel like it's a a defense mechanism when, you know, for a leader or manager, when someone's asking for something and, you know, like if my kid says, hey, can I have a you know, whatever. Oh, well, if I have to give it to you, I'm going to have to give it to these other three. Like, that's just a defense mechanism for now for me to think about, like, what do I really want to do here? Mm-hmm. And um, I would think that that manager needs to be challenged. Yeah, it is human nature to to do that. But there are a lot of research studies, which, you know, back 10 years ago, they were calling it the peanut butter approach. So basically spreading it out over everybody and how what that ends up with is, you know, your top performers leaving because they're not being rewarded for what right. they want. And, you know, your your C players getting maybe more Equal treatment. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I do think that's a big problem. Hey, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 111. We're talking about creative compensation and how you can get it. So um, REI has something called Yay Days, which I just like saying, Yay Days, which are two paid days off each year which employees can get outside and get off the clock. Some other companies have the ability to go out and volunteer. You're allowed to take extra time out to volunteer. So there's all these great perks and creative things out there to make your life more satisfying. I was thinking about 3M. They do a 15% of your time to just think about other things. It's sort of an innovative strategy. Oh, yeah, strategy. the innovative strategy. I've heard of that. That's so, pretty cool. But I think at the bottom line we've been talking about today, Raymond, as we're wrapping up, is that it really depends on what your needs are and where you are stage of life. Because at the end of the day, you can get all of the turkeys and manicures and, and home cleaning services that that the company can offer. But at the end of the day, those are not valuable to you and don't increase your satisfaction or your work-life balance. Or if you're paying off loans, <laughs> taking care of those those needs, then it's not really worth it. So thank you so much, Raymond, for coming here. Happy 10th anniversary thank you. on your company. One more time, where can people reach you? Careerminds.com. And you can link in with me on LinkedIn. I encourage folks to do that. And I'm also on Twitter, HR Entrepreneur. Awesome. And thanks, of course, to all of our listeners and callers. The show is for you each week. And Michelle and Dion. Woohoo! Michelle getting the quiz answer right this week. Go, Michelle. Uh, you're listening to, you're on Sirius XM Channel 11. You're listening to Career Talk, and we're here every Thursday for you. We will see you next time.